So obviously, like I said, you know, been super lazy lately. Yeah, I've been mad lazy lately. I, I don't know. I, I It's just sometimes you get into these zones where you just get into a routine of being lazy and you don't even realize you're getting into a routine of being lazy and uh, it's hard to snap out of. It's hard to break back out of. So I'm in that process right now where I got to get out that lazy zone. So here I am with another episode on combat and kick it. It's your boy Bando and let's go. Yo, we always got a lot to talk about because the MMA world is forever going, forever moving, always something going on in the MMA world. But specifically what I want to talk about today is UFC 280. Because I know everybody has seen this card and it's one of the most amazing cards I think I've ever seen and continues to become better and better and better. And all I'm saying is I hope that no one's pulling out, no bullshit happens or anything like that. But Fights that have been announced so far, we got Marina Rodriguez that's fighting Amanda Lemos. That is a fantastic matchup. Amanda Lemos, who's someone who broke in in 2020, and now we're in 2022, and I think she's fought more than some of the women that are in the division for years. Um, Just off activity alone, this girl deserves this shot against a ranked opponent like um, Marina Rodriguez. Now, we, we watched Amanda Lemos have a lot of success uh, in the division against a lot of other fighters. Obviously, the Andrade fight went the opposite way for her. But these fights that she's been in, man, she's shown her dominance. She's shown her skill set. She shows that she's about it, bro. She wants to smoke every time she steps in that octagon. So I'm super excited for that fight. But on the other end, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Marina Rodriguez. I think she is... She's very similar, in my opinion, to what Joanna was when Joanna was at her prime time beginning of, uh, of the career before the fame hit before money started coming in you know she started doing stuff to herself not saying that Joanna was became like a bad fighter but be, before Rose man she was a fucking killer and if you watched her back then you know she was a killer and that's what Marina Rodriguez reminds me of she reminds me of that that same Joanna that we used to get back in the day maybe not as you know aggressive and and going at for the finish but she's in there piecing you up and she's letting you know that she's piecing you up the whole time like so it's it's one of those really good matchups that I'm really excited for Amanda Lemos versus Marina Rodriguez I'm gonna go with Marina Rodriguez one just because I really really fuck with Marina Rodriguez and two I just think sometimes the experience it matters now People are going to say, well, what about the Karate Hottie fight with Amanda Lemos? Yes, but let's be honest with everybody. Karate Hottie's been doing this for so long, bro. She's fought the best of the best. She's fought the worst of the worst. She, she's done it all, right? So going into that fight, it was just, to me, not a good fight for Michelle Waterson. I don't know why UFC made that fight. Michelle Waterson should be fighting women that have been doing the same thing that she's been doing, you know, for a very long time, just putting on good fights, stuff that people can enjoy. To me, they put her against Amanda Lemos to get Amanda Lemos a win. Now, there's no disrespect to Karate Hottie, but like I said, she's she's not what she once was, and she's been fighting since fucking WEC. So you got to think of it from that standpoint. But it's going to be a really good fight between Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Lemos. The other fights that have been announced so far, obviously the main event, Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev. Um, what the fuck was the co-main? Co-main, um, TJ Dillashaw and Aljamain Sterling. Now let me talk about that one for a sec. Because I think I've mentioned this one before. But 
This fight is very interesting because it's not one of those fights where I can confidently say either one's going to win, but I can confidently say that this fight's going to decision. I don't know if anybody else is like that with me, but I can confidently say that this fight will go to decision. If I'm going to choose somebody to win, I'm going to have to say that it's going to be TJ. I think TJ would be able to pull it out in a decision before Aljo would. I don't think the wrestling that Aljo has done and passed on other fighters is going to be able to work against a guy like TJ, but... Who knows? TJ is not the same TJ as well, but again, we only saw him in one fight against Corey Sanhagen, which you've heard me say this before. Firmly believe Corey Sanhagen won that fight, but doesn't matter at this point. TJ's got the title shot now, and I think TJ could take this fight by decision. I don't see either of them finishing each other. I just don't see a way. You know, I don't see Aljo knocking him out. I don't see TJ knocking him out. Um, submissions are always possible. If, if you're working on the ground with the two guys that are very good on the ground, submission is always possible, but I don't see anybody getting finished. I don't see anybody going out. I see a decent fight being played out, but I, I got TJ Dillashaw taking the decision victory. Um, besides that fight, man, there's, there's just so much to, to look forward with this card. Just because they continuously stack this card, it's not like it's a, oh, here's a couple fights and, and then you got your, you got your fucking prelims and early prelims got a bunch of nobodies no one's ever heard of and no one cares to watch and all that kind of stuff you know you got fucking Bilal Muhammad facing Sean Brady you got Benil Daryush versus um that Damrat sorry I don't know how to say his name obviously I know who the fuck he is fantastic fighter just beat Armand a few weeks ago fantastic fighter um and honestly, the biggest test for him is this fight here. This is absolutely the biggest test for him in Benil Daryush because Benny D, man, Benny D don't play no games. That's a strong fighter coming off an injury. I guarantee you he's hungry. So I'm super curious on where that's going to go. And uh, like I said, I'm a Benil Daryush fan, but Matus Gamrat is a beast. He's only lost one fight. One no contest, 21 wins. Benil's got 21 wins with four losses, one no contest. Like, it's, it, it's an amazing card. It just continues to stack out being good. Right now, it doesn't seem like they have any prelims from what I'm looking at. Because I'm trying to see if there's any prelim, early prelims, anything that has gotten, you know, mentioned or released. I haven't seen nothing new. But, yeah, it looks like so far we got Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev for the main. Co-mains Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. Uh, Benil Daryush versus Matus Gamrat, and then like I said, Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. Man, oh man, that's a stacked card. I want to talk about the Charles Islam thing, but I don't know how many how many times I could talk about this subject. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it to what I've said in the past. Um, the same thing that I, I is Islam fantastic? Is Islam good? 100%. Not gonna take anything away from the man's skill set. I will take in 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 a take in count that. This man hasn't fought nobody. You know what I'm saying? And, and people get pissed when I say this too. But in the early stage of Khabib's career, he fought nobody. His last six fights were the only people that he fought, right? Then you got to think about it. Ally Quinta took Khabib five rounds. Not saying, not comparing this as the fight with this, anything like that. I'm just saying, you guys call Khabib the GOAT. I think he is, without a doubt, one of the greatest of all time. 
I don't think he is the greatest of all time. I think he's one of the greatest of all time. He's proved this skill set. He's proved how, how much each fight he's gotten better. Um, he's got really good IQ. So I'm not going to take nothing away from Khabib. Khabib is easily one of the greatest of all time we've ever watched. He's very skilled, but he's not the GOAT. So with me saying that, that leads back to Islam. Everybody is on Islam's tail because he's with Khabib. Look, here's, here's my perfect example. Kevin Lee trained with George St. Pierre's trainer, Faraz Ahabi. Okay? Faraz Ahabi, if you watch Faraz Ahabi's fights, um, or not his fights, but his fighters' fights, man, he is a phenomenal coach, one of the best in the game. Without a doubt, I won't even argue that. If somebody wants to argue that, bring it on. I'm ready for it. But he took GSP, and GSP's skill set took him to be the champion and one of the greatest of all time, if not arguably the greatest of all time for a lot of people. So... In the same sense, you could have been sent back like, oh man, Kevin Lee's about to be the GOAT. Kevin Lee's about to beat every lightweight in the division because he's got the coach, the, the, the coach of a champion right behind him. He's got one of the best coaches right behind him. How, how can he lose? He's not going to lose. And he loses. And now the guy's not even in the UFC no more. So it's, it's coaches are not the ones fighting in that fight. Okay? So now this leads me to... My point that I'm trying to get, I talk a lot, I know, I smoke a lot of weed, that's what happens. So, the whole thing with Islam and Charles. Islam has fought nobody. And we all know this, too. Anybody who wants to argue who can argue, but we know this. He's fought Drew Dober, okay, it was a good fight, Drew Dober. He beat Drew Dober, took him five rounds to beat Drew Dober, or three rounds, or whatever that fight was. Took him to decision, or, or late, and then got a submission, whatever the case may be. But there was time in that fight where Drew Dober was alive. Not, maybe not successful, but he was in that fight still. Islam did not finish him. He was fighting to not be finished, right? Go on to Islam's next fight. He fights Tiago Moises, who was ranked 15. Now, let me explain this to you. I'm about to break this one crazily down for all you Islam fans. It took Islam 17 fucking minutes to finish him. It took Charles 19 minutes to finish the last three fighters he beat. And you're going to put this man as a fucking underdog again? Come on, man. Come on. You're putting him an underdog against a guy who shouldn't even be ranked in the fucking top 10 because he's beat nobody. Oh, wow. You beat Dan Hooker, a striker, on short notice. Wow. You beat Bobby Green on a 10 days notice when Bobby fought fucking 10 days prior. Get out of here with that shit. Coming in, got Charles as the underdog. What does this man have to prove to some of you MMA fans? I hope that he goes in there, gets the first round finished, and it'll be the last time, the last time you ever see a plus next to his name. He will never, ever be the underdog again. I promise you, he goes in and finishes this fight in the first round. All of you are going to tuck your dicks in between your legs. Got nothing to say, all you Islam fans. Because on Twitter, you guys are, whew, you guys are something. You guys, apparently you guys seen every single way that Charlie is lost and, and just, studied it and uh, he's a quitter he's a quitter how the fuck are you guys calling this man a quitter he beat three of the baddest dudes in the lightweight division the tony ferguson's the only person in his career that's taken him five come on now that's the boogeyman el kakui took him five that's the only person that has went to decision everybody else either got finished or charles lost now everybody says charles a quitter charles a quitter charles a quitter i don't know where you guys see it the man tapped the strikes once when he was at 145 against Paul Felder early in his career. He broke his collarbone against Max Holloway. 
That's one of the worst pains I'm sure you could possibly ever fucking feel is a collarbone break. You know, so he's he's had some where, yes, he gave up, he tapped. I'm sick of people calling tap people that tap quitters. The fuck? You want to go to sleep? Go to sleep. Cool. Break your arm. Get your leg broken. Man, you're a real tough guy. You got your shit broken. Oh, man, how, what a badass. You napped before you tapped. And guess what? You still lost. You still lost. So it don't matter. It don't matter. You can call him a quitter. You can call any. You can call Conor McGregor a quitter. He tapped the Nate Diaz, right? But if he didn't tap the Nate Diaz and he fell asleep, people are still going to say, "Oh, Conor has no ground game. Conor's trash on the ground," because he still lost. So the whole quitter thing with Charles, I'm fed up with people calling him a quitter. I'm fed up with people saying he's got no dog in him, and I'm fed up with this dude coming in as underdog against. Islam Makachev, I get it. Islam is fantastic. But Islam Makachev is not Khabib. Even though personally, and people argue this all the time, they get mad at me when I say it. I think Charles would have beat Khabib. I said it a long, long time ago. But we're not going to get into that. It's a whole other subject. I'm not going to get into that. Charles is going to beat Islam Makachev one or, in the first or second round. I guarantee it. Mark my words. Remember this podcast. Hold on to it. He beats Islam Makachev in the first or second round. Have we seen Islam strike at the pace that Charles has? No. Have we seen Islam fight anybody with a ground game that Charles has? No. But he fought somebody with a ground game named Tiago Moises, who took him 17 minutes. That's it. I'm ending it there. Ending it there. So that whole Charles-Islam thing, I'm I'm not going to talk about until UFC 280 is about to hit. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there and I'll go off again. I'll have a whole loud rant. Maybe I'll do this one on video so you guys can see my face turn all red and the veins popping out of my head and shit like that. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be funny. You guys can laugh at it. There you go. But Coleman, you got uh, Bilal and Sean Brady. I'm going with Sean Brady in that one. Um, I honestly think it's going to be one of the most boring fights on the card of that night, but in a good sense. It's going to be a boring but technical fight. Or two dudes show their skill sets when it comes to the grappling, comes with the striking. Um, but I'm going to go with Sean Brady. Sean Brady is riding a wave, undefeated. Although Bilal's looked really good, I'm rocking with Sean Brady on this one. And then for the Benil Daryush and Matus Gamra fight, I'm going with Benny D. Went with Benny D for the last three fights. I'm sticking with him. I think the man is very powerful um, when it comes to grappling. He's very heavy-handed. Um, he's got good IQ and he's just a skilled fighter and he's coming back off an of injury. I know it's a tough thing to come back off of, but I bet you he's hungry. I bet you he's motivated. He's one solid win from putting himself right in the category of getting the next title shot as well. So UFC 280 is stacked. I'm going to talk to you guys soon when we get more shit announced about 280. Fights keep getting announced. Obviously, Nate Diaz versus Hamjad has been announced for September. There looks like they're working on Dustin and Michael Chandler for November. Um, so, man, it's exciting. A lot of fights. MMA world has been pretty hot. Amanda Nunez has got her belts back. So, so you know, everything is back to normal now. Although, I got to give props to Juliana Pena. That's a bad bitch. She took a lot of shots. She took a lot of damage in that fight. Kept coming. Kept making Amanda fans scared. I guarantee you. If you're an Amanda fan and you're watching that fight, you got worried a couple times that Amanda was going to get tapped because it was close. You know what I mean? It was very close. She kept grabbing the arm. Maybe if that was like a first round and she grabbed that arm where they're not slippery, Juliana could have got that. But it's good. Order is restored to that division. Um, 
But yeah, man, MMA, I love this shit. I absolutely love watching UFC. I absolutely love studying what I can study. I know I'm not that active, and I promise to anybody that listens to me, I'm going to start getting more active. It's a promise to myself to not be lazy. It's a promise to anybody that listens. The only way to make things happen and talk more about fights and get you guys to talk to me about fights is to be more active and put stuff out there. So here it is. I hope you guys enjoy. I got more to come. I'm not stopping. I am going to have nothing but videos coming out, nothing but recordings coming out for all these fights coming up. We're going to be finishing 2022 with some of the greatest fights we've ever seen. I guarantee it. So I will be back to talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening and peace.